Oh. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. Just keep it rolling. Who cares? I Who cares? The, I got the first sound of an H in hello out of my mouth, and you're already... That's, whatever. That's already gone better than MSU's coaching search, so let's just <laughs> keep it moving. <laughs> hello. Hi. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Tuesday, February 11th, 2020. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined my, by my destroyed co-host, Matt Sheehan. Matt, what's up? Just being destroyed, Will. <laughs> I, I haven't, so it is 8.56 when we're recording right now. News broke. Uh, it's like the first thing I saw on my phone when I checked it this morning at 9 o'clock. This hasn't gotten any easier throughout the day. Like, obviously, we've seen some pretty uh, shaky MSU losses over the years. You know, there's a Syracuse loss that comes to mind. Middle Tennessee State comes to mind. Um, just, you know, games that have happened during the day that have been pretty bad. Usually, I'm over by them afternoon, night. Well, this is going to take a while to get over, man. This this sucks. I am destroyed, and I cannot wait to talk to you about this for anywhere between 30 minutes to four and a half hours, however long you want to go today, because I will. I can go the distance here, so take me away. Does it help if I tell you that nope. anyone can now apply for the Michigan State head football coach? Can we open that to athletic director, board of trustees, and possibly university president as well? Is that inbounds or no this is it's it's a fake uh job posting someone took the time this is incredible i'm mm-hmm. just reading it someone took the time to um put a fake job posting up on some website maybe linkedin i'm not sure for head football coach and <laughs> it's as in parentheses volunteer but perfect because might as well that's all we're gonna get at this point yeah <laughs> this is a temporary volunteer position as we will have our athletic in quotes director bill beekman attempt to mess up another head coaching search next offseason ideal candidate should possess a strong sense of loyalty to mediocrity see jim bullman as past employees who held this position have exemplified <laughs> Perks include, I'm just going to read this, perks include zero expectations to perform well, as notable portion of the fan base will just say, at least it's not like the John L days. Yep. Furthermore, you don't have to recruit hard because many fans will also say Le'Veon Bell and Kirk Cousins were two stars. Anytime you get a kid whose best offer was the University of Phoenix. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One time for Phoenix. Let's go, baby. (laughs) Yes. Um, we encourage candidates to apply regardless of experience level and skill set, except Brett Bielema. <laughs> deadline to apply. We'll, we'll get to him later. De- yeah. Deadline to apply none. We're clearly in no hurry. Uh, prior experience is preferred, but not required. <laughs> Three plus years of calling plays on Madden is recommended. Perfect. Okay. I'm your guy for the job then, MSU. Um, no, that's, that's spot on. Although I do got to say, I think the whole, uh, at least it's not the John L. Smith days thing. I, I now think that is a microscopic portion of the fan base and just a patently wrong portion of the fan base too. Like everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Most of the time, uh, this is one of the times where no, like we can't be going back to, Oh, well, it wasn't this. It's arguably worse. Not even arguably. It just kind of is worse right now than it was back then. So carry on with with that uh, reviews if anyone ever wants to run that in this house. Um. So well, I am such a dead person. I, I, okay. I am a shell myself. I'm not. 
Well, I'm not okay. My mom reached out to me at 6.30 <laughs> today as like a wellness check. My dad called five minutes later. He was equally as just disgusted and dejected as this. Like, this is just tearing families apart. It, it's tearing fan bases apart. Well, it's it's tearing fo- football programs and universities apart, whether people like it or not. Uh, other, other than all that, yeah, no, everything's going to work out. I mean, in the end. It's all going to be fine. So. Um, have you given any thought to what your ideal scenario is from here on out there's sort of yeah no of course i've given it a thought and there is none that that's <laughs> is what it is okay so there was one candidate there was one candidate his name was luke fickle he stood for three things if he came to msu he stood for stability recruiting and youth you know, the, the third one's kind of wonky whatever okay of course there are people in their 50s and 60s that can get stuff done at different programs whatever but i i just kind of like you know a young guy that can bring energy into a program what candidate has two of those what candidate has one of those that's guaranteed to think that there is no sure thing chris crane down at emu great coach has done fantastic jobs there we're really gonna go fishing for eastern michigan coach though like that's gonna be his next step from Ypsilanti to East Lansing, like, and obviously I'm not holding MSU into like this some Alabama LSU type program. Clearly, we just got shut down from a guy at a group of five school with half the salary we were going to offer him, and he stayed there. Like that, that's the state of the program now. And now we got to go fishing for you know the Chris Creightons of the world. I, I don't even know who other people are. Although I, you know, I will just humor myself here because I can sense myself getting angry once again. So I need to laugh. Will my favorite part of the day was the headline that Brett Bielma is highly interested in the <laughs> Michigan State job. No kidding he's interested in the job. We would add another zero onto his salary that he's making in the NFL right now as, like, what, some defensive linebacker analyst intern or whatever he, the hell he's doing over in New York. Of course he's highly interested. We would multiply his payday times five, basically. He's probably thought the last time he was going to be a head coach was when he was ruining the Razorbacks program down in Arkansas. Of course he's highly interested. So, yeah, that that headline uh, gave me one of the few chuckles of, of the day. Out, really? Outside a linebackers guy, A guy coach. that wants $4 million a year as he's making, what, probably 400000 right now is interested in the job. So am I. So am I. I'm also interested in the job. Like, what are we doing here? Come on. <laughs> He's an outside linebackers coach and a senior defensive assistant. Put some respect on his name. Um, apologies to Brett and the Bielma family. Okay, <laughs> that's on me, Will. I'm sorry. Apologies to Jen. Um, <sighs> One time for Jen. I got mildly depressed for a moment when I mm-hmm. started seeing Jim McElwain get tossed uh, out there. And and that's not even like the worst name, too, which is the even more depressing, <laughs> depressing thing. And then it got worse. <sighs> It did. Um, it did. Um, if, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, do, do you have any names that would somewhat even barely move the needle uh, for me? Because right now, walking into this thing, uh, I had a plan A guy, and uh, we'd have to fall down to like plan K for the next person I would even consider for this job. So, I, I, do, do you have anyone? I have one. I have two. I have two. I don't think. If you say Mark Stoops, I swear I'm I'm driving over to wherever you live and I'm strangling you. I will not have Mark Stoops um, on Thank my you. my list. Um, okay, so so you're rational. Okay, I had good. I had Mark uh, um, a a week ago. I had Mark Stoops on my list of. We talked about this. I had him on my okay, list of right, like here's some yes. names 
Yes. It was basically like, I'm going to put some names with Luke Fickle and Mike Trestle and Pat Narducci. So like, <laughs> and, and that made sense back then before like you realize just how effed up things are in the board of trustees, in the administration, the culture, everything that Luke Fickle pointed out. Like we just got denied after offering a group of five coach a doubled salary and keys to the program. What makes you now think with all things considered now, now that we see like a clear picture that Mark Stoops is making four and a half million dollars in the SEC at Kentucky is just going to pack up and head up to Eastland. They would have to throw the bank at him, and Michigan State has never shown an interest in doing that. They're always like, they're always going to play catch up. They'll wait, like, all right, we'll take care of you as soon as everyone else is kind of okay. Now we have to pay you four million. Okay, now we'll pay you four million. They're not going to be the one to be like, yeah, let's hire the second or third highest paid coach in the conference, which is what right. you would have to do to pull Mark Stoops out of Kentucky, despite what we've talked about, which is factual. Their history in the SEC is garbage. They play against elite, elite, elite teams year in and year out. Half their games in the conference are impossible games, and they manage to win a couple good for them. Mark Stoops will never win a conference title at Kentucky. That's not anything to be ashamed of. He's done more there than a lot of people ever had. He's, he's done incredible. He's done a yeah. really good job, and they finally, finally gave him like some real like facilities. And they still like they just got those, and they're already like <laughs> half the SEC has already improved beyond that point in the four years that they've had them. It's just a different level. One hundred percent. And I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is like since I'm anointed probably for a good reason, the negative one between us two. Like, sure. Let, let, <laughs> let's let's actually think of rational names. Like, not not Stoops. Like, we just got denied by Luke Fickle. Like, this this wasn't yeah. at Ordron. We just got denied by, like... If you're going to... Luke Fickle is a fine coach, but, man, like, he's, he's in the grand scheme of things, kind of, like, middling, to be honest. If you're going to pull Mark Stoops away from the SEC, it's going to have to be, like, $7.5 million over six seasons. Correct. Which they're not going to do. No, of course not. Or like Brent Venables too. Like that, that'd be that uh, same wouldn't thing. be a lateral move for him. Like, same thing. So I keep hearing all these names, and it's just okay. Let's all get on the same page. Let's realize where we are as a program now. What what Luke Fickle did on Monday morning in choosing to stay at Cincinnati says everything you need to know about how MSU is viewed in the football landscape. And you can't go swinging for these top name guys after you just got really just knocked down a few pegs by your Plan A guy. So. As well as Pat Narduzzi, Mel Tucker, Salah, who else? I, whatever. So, yeah, that's where we are. Uh, we got to move to our Plan A guys and our Plan C group. So, uh, I will, yeah, this should be uh, fun. I'll give you two names that I think are interesting, could be exciting, and could be something that there, there's actually there and potentially attainable. And we'll do that here in just a second. That's called a cliffhanger, Will. That is That's nice. a professional podcast tease. All right, I've, nice. I've got, honestly, two names that I think are fair, that would check off some boxes, would bring some excitement, and have enough sort of juice behind them where you're like, all right, I could see this working out. The first one is... Some a name someone mentioned to me um, a handful of days ago, and I was like, I you know I really like this person. I'm not sure that he would do it, and you'll see why. But maybe uh, the consideration there, and this was still at the time, and I was like, you know, I think Fickle's going to be the guy. So that's not even a, a tree to bark up at this point. Um, and that is one 
Jim Leonard, Wisconsin defensive coordinator. And I, the reason, and, and that's fine. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry for my radio silence over here. That's going to be my reaction with every guy ever named until <laughs> the guy has this press conference in East Lansing. I'm going to hear a name, and I'm just going to be like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, if he that, that, was that is a person, yes. If he was, um, I don't know, um, Texas's defensive coordinator, maybe like maybe not Texas, but like who's who's a program from another conference that's kind of like Wisconsin. Um, good, but not elite, like just a solid program. Utah. Utah. Perfect. If he was Utah's defensive coordinator, um, with some Midwest highs, I'm like, okay, maybe I could see that. I have a tough time seeing him leave Wisconsin for Michigan state because it's within the conference. Um, you never know though. And I think it's a tree worth trying to bark up. Um, he's Mm -hmm. young. He is super smart. Like the dude, gets everything out of the defense that the, that Wisconsin defense, they had some pros certainly. Um, but they're, uh, more of like, uh, the, uh, I always struggle with this cliche. They are more than the sum of their parts. That's it. Like, he, yeah, he, and it. he's yeah. just like, he, he was a finalist for the Broyles award, uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, really, you know, two of the three years, they took a step back because they lost all their dudes last season and I was actually reading up on him before the season just because I was interested in like they were trying to change some things and add some new stuff and do some like next level things and they kind of like you know what let's scrap that go back to basics so like he tried some new stuff it didn't work out and he adjusted from there and returned in an outstanding awesome defense again for the 2019 season so I think really highly of him as a defensive mind he's a young guy he's 37 um and I, I'm not sure about the fit because he is at Wisconsin, and that's always a tricky situation going within the conference. But uh, he's someone that I would certainly put in a call to at this point. My second one. Sure, you might as well. Yeah. <laughs> Scale of one to ten, just where are you at right now? Uh, Will, I'm at a one. Uh, I'm at a one, and I'm going to be at a one for the, God. Maybe, Will, maybe a few years when it comes to MSU football. I, I'm not budging off this number for for, for quite some time. I'm sorry. But yeah, you're going to get a Mopey Zoo line here whenever we're talking MSU football in the future. So here, Here's my other one, and this is a name I've mentioned on this show before. Um, it is Jason Candle. Yeah, okay, I figured that was going to be uh, the second guy. So he is um, Matt Campbell light. <laughs> um, it, it's really a funny situation. I was just doing some research uh, last week trying to put together like who are some names. And this, you know, the similarities we talked about a ton with D'Antonio's path uh, compared to Fickle's path, Matt Campbell and Jason Candle are kind of the D'Antonio Fickle of Mount Union slash Toledo. Like Matt Campbell was in charge at Mount Union. Uh, Candle was underneath him. Campbell goes to Toledo. Candle, the Candle and Campbell is so tough to say. No, that is, that's very Candle takes over at Mount Union. Campbell moves up at Toledo. Candle jumps to Toledo underneath Campbell again. Campbell goes to Ohio State. Candle takes over at Toledo. Like it's literally like beep bop ba bop bop bop. Like he's raping, he's <laughs> yep. tr- dragging behind him the entire way. And if Matt Campbell takes the uh, the Texas job in two years, Jason Candle's going to be the head coach at Iowa State. <laughs> I feel like that's a guarantee. Um, it's probably even money. Yeah. <laughs> but he um, is an offensive mind. Um, Comes from that sort of school that Matt Campbell's in, which oh, I don't know if you watch much Iowa State. Um, they're really awesome on offense. I, I really respect a lot of what Toledo's done. 
uh, 11 and three a couple years ago have gone to bowl games in all four of his seasons. Um, you know, not that Toledo, Toledo has always kind of been like a middle of the pack Mac team, right? But they've, um, you know, sort of Campbell did a good job there and Candle picked up right where he left off, went nine and four, then 11 and three after that did go down to seven and six and six and six, um, the last couple of years, but still there's success there at a program that really isn't flush with resources. So the 11 win season, you win the Mac, um, it, 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 that's a nice little feather in the cap for whatever it is. Um, but he's an offensive mind, which is something that uh, Michigan State, State fans would get behind. He's a young dude um, who has, you know, he's from Ohio. We, we love that. Salem, Ohio. Um, he he knows the area. Yes, he's been recruiting at a lower level, but he's been recruiting in Ohio, Michigan, Kentucky, Indiana, Pennsylvania, um, for he joined Toledo in 2009 so it's been a decade so he's familiar with the Midwest he's 40 years old an offensive guy who's really well respected um you know I think throw some resources behind him get him in a big program um you know he could certainly do some some good for them recruiting bringing that young energy uh bringing the fun new offense to Michigan State that could get the fan base excited again and it could be something where if it goes well he, he can stick around um you know, I don't know if he's a jumper or anything like that, but he doesn't really. He played at Mount Union, right? It's not like he's from, you know, played at Texas and one day has to get back to Texas or played at Ohio State, one day yeah. wants to get back to Ohio State. He played at Mount Union in Geneva. So, like, it's beautiful this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> he very well, which is in Geneva's Beaver Falls, uh, Pennsylvania, for those wondering, Mount Union is, of course, um, just a powerhouse in Ohio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's something where he could be someone who sticks around for a long term and build something, which is something everyone's kind of looking for. He doesn't have that sort of deep connection to anything uh, at this point. And you could see him sort of converting to be a Spartan. I'm not sure they'll even look his direction. I'm not sure they'll even look Jim Leonard's direction, um, which is kind of a bummer. But those are two names that I would throw out. Good young coaches that have accomplished a lot already are exciting and really well regarded as minds like Jim Leonard is a defensive mind Jason Candle is an offensive mind really well respected uh, on their respective side of the ball and if you bring Jason Candle in I don't know that Mike Trussell is going to want to hang around but you might be able to uh, convince him give him the AHC title bump his pay up a little bit and keep the defensive staff intact Um, that could be a, a potential scenario yay that's great yeah, no, that I mean, those are two names that I guess would salvage five percent of the damage that has been caused here. I guess <laughs> that's that's my enthusiasm on that. Don't get me wrong; all, all that makes sense. But at the end of the day, like you got a guy that's only thirty-seven years old, and I know that I preached youth, so I sound very hypocritical right now. Mm-hmm. But um, you got him in one uh, area, and then you got another guy who's rode the coattails of Matt Campbell and is just a Matt coach right now. Um, has the other two options, but I, wh- whatever. That's, I mean, that's where we're swinging right now, Matt. I, I know. <laughs> that's I know. Like... Yeah, well, I, I, I'm, that's what I'm still hung up on, too. Like, those are very realistic names for sure, but that's the thing that I'm all like grouchy over is that those are the realistic names. Like, look at where we are, Will. Yeah. Will, we were at the College Football Playoff five years ago. Now, all of a sudden, you got our head coach retiring in, in February like a moron, and then everyone, you know, saying, oh, he's, they're going to run and crawl. What are you talking? Who? 
Point to them. Help us out here, Mark. Help us get some guys over here that are going to bring this program at least halfway to where you had it at one point. I, yeah, like it's it's just very sad. <laughs> I, and, I you know you, sorry sorry, sorry to interrupt. I talked about that on the bonus pod that I did five years ago. They're in the playoff, and now they're getting re, like denied by a G five head coach, and that is I don't think we realize collectively just what a bleep show Michigan State is perceived to be from the outside right now. I, I know what it looks like. That's why I'm so upset right now, and that's why I'm not going to be cool with MSU football in the next uh, few days, weeks, months, years, because really, Will, how, how does this get better in five years? I know I'm looking kind of long-term here. Ten years, how does this get better? Um, like, who, who Who's the guy that steps in and makes all this better in the same conference where Ohio State, Michigan – Penn State. Now you got to worry about Indiana. God, well, we're going to be at the levels of Maryland and Rutgers soon. Like, how does this all get better before it gets monumentally worse? It starts with hiring a select director. I know that. Mm-hmm. When's that going to happen? Let's. When when does that happen? Let's pause here. We'll come back and talk about it uh, in just a second. Yeah. So just like you were saying, um, and let's let's regroup here, Matt. You ready to regroup? Yeah. 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 Um, I think this search and how it has played out has convinced me, and I I know some other people too, and sounds like you, um, that the time is now to take the fresh start for the athletic department. Is that like at at the athletic department, and as it pertains to football? Well, yeah, of course you have to nuke. Like, what what are you going to do? Like, what what do you have right now? You just have a bunch of rubble and Jim Bowman. Like that—that's what you have (laughs) right now. It's it's time to, and I don't know. Like, I guess the uh, it has been burned down. We just got to clean it up and actually start like rebuilding. That's what it is. It's in the the burning down process has happened on the football program side of things, not the athletic department. Though it's it's on fire. It's it's a we built a giant house, a giant beautiful, wonderful house. We yep. set it on fire, and then we sent Bill Beekman with a single bucket of water to put it out. How, how stupid am I for thinking for even a second that Bill Beekman could <laughs> Dude, get this done? I said the same thing. That's how I like let off the, the bonus show, and I, I tweeted mm-hmm. this out. like Michigan State's athletic department was a tire fire, has been a tire fire for two years, as bad as it can get. Scandal, horrible, horrible scandals, um, lawsuits different investigations promoting a guy with literally no athletic director experience into the no athletic department experience into the role of athletic director uh who was you know the same guy who was the best friend confidant of the former president who resigned in shame amid the uh one of the worst sexual abuse scandals uh you will find in college history in america Mm -hmm. um we had all that and then the coach retired the day before signing day and we thought this will be fine. Like, yeah. Like idiots. Like, like idiots. idiots. Like I idiots. Know. We like were, idiots. And we just, like, we heard Fickle, and we're like, great, it'll happen. Michigan State has the prestige to bring in a guy like Fickle. This is perfect. We've still got some juice, and boy, do we not have any juice left. No. So you burn it down. No. You, you, you set fire to it. And I don't know how, let me see. You know how... Callers to 97.1 or whatever, sports radio anywhere, wherever you listen to sports radio. When something happens, the Lions have a bad loss, the Tigers blew a series, the Michigan loses, whatever happens. 
you always, always get on the day after calling, someone calls in and says, Valani, I'm done. I'm done with the Lions. I am Lions free, right? Yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to do that. That is, anytime someone does that, it's a ridiculous concept because they end up watching the team the very next game. Absolutely, without fail. Yes, Yes, those people are liars. What I will say is I am at the point where I am, I'm always going to love Michigan State. It's always going to be very important to me. I'm always, always, always going to be an alumni, going to be a Spartan. That's never going to change. But I am done caping up, sticking my neck out, defending this athletic department, and and specifically the football program. I'm I'm just, uh, the last two years, it's just been thing after thing and you're like well you know they've got this history and remember the college football playoff and you know right. you know they they think they can do like oh the offense might it's and it's it's from the offense like oh i give the offense time it'll work out to d'antonio like i ah, you know he's been there done that give it time to the entire thing like this is michigan state i think we'll figure it out i'm done just blindly putting faith yeah. into that and, and standing up for it. Like, I need to see a legitimate reason beyond my love for the university to cape up for it and defend it and get into it with people over whatever the topic is. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm done doing that. I'm done defending and trying to protect the university as, as you should From be, because it makes standpoint. no sense to do it. Yeah, it, it makes no sense to just blindly follow and just trust that these idiots are going to do something right for once. Because they, they clearly couldn't do it. This is the biggest thing in the football program the last 14 years. And they were Kevin in the office. They just spilled the chili everywhere. <laughs> I, I don't even know if they got the, the, the chili in the pot in the first place. That's how inept these people are. Every single one of them, too, and I'm done... You know, talking about, oh, well, that's not all the board of trustees. They're not all bad. No, you know, yeah. Brian Massalms, he, he's he's a good guy. You know, he spoke out against Ingler. Okay, I'm not going to applaud a guy for doing the obvious thing against John Ingler. John Ingler was a moron. <laughs> yeah, every board of trustees should have spoke out against him. Just because one did, I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> congratulate him and applaud him. Please. He's an idiot. He's part of that group, too. That's what happens when you're on the board of trustees. It, when you screw up, you all screw up. And all you screwed up, all you are morons. Beekman, you're a moron. Stanley, you're the leader of these morons. Figure it out soon, or <laughs> I was going to say, or everything's going to go to sh- everything is already there, so it, it's it's too late, whatever. So, hey, at least we got Izzo, though. I mean, we got some stability in the basketball program. Once he leaves, I'm sure things will be <laughs> great. You are in a bad place. I'm in a very bad just, place. How can I not be in a bad place? People, this is horrible. idiots, and morons. <laughs> Because they are will like there's not even confirmation if they even offered Fickle this job in the first that's place. That's tough. That's a, well, yeah. That's not even on like that's not on the board. That's an AD. <laughs> it's like that's a everyone thing. Every single one of them, Beekman Board of Trustees. I have no problem calling them what what they are. Like you guys haven't done anything right for the university since people started paying attention to you three years ago. Like it's been a tough stretch. F- figure it out. Just and just like you said, like you know, oh well, you know, it's not this, it's that, it's because it's very hard to believe that a group of people at a public university as highly regarded as MSU used to be, I guess, could be so stupid. But here they are, like here they are, just fumbling over themselves at every single chance they have to do something, something right for the university. So yeah, it's it's tough. Good job, guys. It's tough because I know there are people who are trying. There are people who are who care there are people who are smart at like the whole thing students faculty sure. alumni 
people working in administration, someone whose job it is to just advise students, whatever. Like there are a lot of people on that campus who have a connection to that campus who are trying really hard and are doing their best. But at a certain point, they and all of us are kind of getting failed by what is going on at up top. And it's, it, it all came out into the light two years ago and, Mm -hmm. and it hasn't improved. It hasn't gotten to a point where I can confidently say the people in charge at the university that I care about, the university I got a degree from, I cannot confidently say that they're the best people for the job and are doing the best they can doing what is best for the university at all times. I can't confidently say that. I'm sure there are some people, I'm sure there are people scattered throughout the university. I know there are people scattered throughout the university that are doing that, but the people in the highest leadership positions who carry the most weight, I can't say that about them. And that's incredibly frustrating. That's completely and totally incapable of doing anything right. So, so yeah, it's it's more than just hiring a football coach. It's the whole process behind it. It's it's what it means for the future of the program. And I, and I I get there's bigger issues than football, but let's not act like football isn't a big thing at a major university. It, it drives in a little money, people. <laughs> it's it, it it drives in a little attention, a little PR for for your school. Like yeah, I, I get that I'm a big old meathead just talking about football and only caring about football. At the end of the day, though, it, it actually does mean something to a university as big, big as Michigan State. I mean. You, Hundred plus million dollars. That's yeah. what it means. Yep, um, yep, and, yep. And so, but uh, yeah, we're just gonna go take care of ourselves if we're on the board of trustees. Screw everyone else and the bigger picture. Uh, I'm just here to take care of me and my agenda. So, nice going, everyone. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough when you have to see on Twitter. The good news is with the search that one of the board of trustee members who you know is going to try to screw it up is being shut out from the process. Like, A, you shouldn't be in the process. Your job's to ratify the contract. B, I'm glad we have someone on the board of trustees who has to be shut out of decision-making things because they are just such a liability. Like, it's it's just administratively, like, they're, I don't know, it feels like they're trying to patch a, a dam with a hole blown in it with just layers upon layers of duct tape. Just like build a new dam. No, no, no. We can fix th- Like we got to really take a hard look in the mirror and kind of assess where this is at, who is culpable, who is still around from previous regimes where things went wrong. How do we fix what went wrong? Because um, yeah, there's just incompetence at all levels and you don't end up with, I'm, a, I'm just going to repeat this again an athletic director who was Luana K. Simon's confidant right the president yeah. who resigned in disgrace her confidant was promoted to athletic director despite having zero time in an athletic department in his past that doesn't happen at competent universities that are properly run and it's not a coincidence it's a good thing we're not a competent university that's not properly run it's it's not a coincidence that someone with that resume could find themselves in that type of job and bad things are happening at the university it's what happens when incompetent people are put in positions that they shouldn't be put in and 
it's just rampant still at Michigan State, despite all of the crap that has happened there in the last couple of years. And that's frustrating. That's that's it, yeah, the most annoying part. The frustrating part. part is, and the real frustrating part is, is like whenever I think about this coaching search or anything from any angle, it always ladders up to, well, we just got to blow it up and start over. Uh, okay, does anyone want to pull the plunger here? No? Oh, Oh, no one's going to blow it up, and everything's going to stay the same for the time being, and time is a flat circle every day is another day closer to our inevitable death. Okay, great, awesome. Um, yeah, that's just why it's so frustrating, because the end game is always realizing that nothing's probably going to change anytime soon. So it doesn't seem like it. There's very little evidence. Get used to Billy B just hopping in a private jet, flying over the country, and coming back with just two big bags of absolutely nothing. That's Thank you, Bill, for your service. You're the man. What a moron. Complete moron. All right. I think that's going to do it for us here on Locked On Yeah, Spartans. that's probably for the better. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. Michigan State plays basketball tonight. We didn't talk about it. They are a one-point favorite at Illinois, Matt. I don't know what to say other than that. Um, uh, I know. So um, It's one of two things. It, it, really quick, it, it's one of two things. It's like the 2016 season when the football team kept getting favored in every game they play, and Vegas just hasn't really caught up to how bad this team actually is, or this is a total trap, and this is the reason why Vegas keeps the lights on every single night. I hope to God it's option B this time around. So. Look at you getting hopeful. <laughs> well, you know I'm a sucker. You know I'm going to be right back into this. Come on. A couple wins this week. It'll be the best week ever. Um, oh, we're so bad. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow to uh, talk about that game and anything uh, then the latest going on with the coaching search. And we will be joined later in the week by none other than Benny Fowler, Matt. That's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, we'll yeah. sit yeah. down. Well, we won't sit down with Benny. will be on the phone. Uh, he's got a new book out. We're going to talk to him about that. And I'm going to ask him what it was like to watch Mark D'Antonio dance with Rich Homie Kwan after the Rose Bowl. Perfect. So that'll be good. Um, yeah, Benny Fowler will be on with us later in the week. So things are looking up. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's the spirit. That well. is the spirit. Uh, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Um, follow us on all the social media, all that stuff. Thanks so much for listening, Matt. Try to take us home. Go back to Cincinnati and stay there, Bill. Take the board of trustees with you. Appreciate it. All right. Goodbye, everyone.